वेलकम टू सिंटॉक सिंट टॉकर्स अराउंड द टेबल टुडे डिस्कस द ट्रेड्स ऑफ द सर्चेबल विल थिंक अबाउट सर्च सर्चिंग एंड सर्चेबिलिटी इन अ जनरल सेंस वॉट मेक्स समथिंग सर्चेबल इज ऑल सर्च कॉरोलेशनल आर पीपल लुकिंग फॉर जॉब्स एंड जॉब्स लुकिंग फॉर पीपल सिमेट्रिक प्रॉब्लम्स does a foot give a face away how can unique objects be searched is structure and coherence necessary for searchability how are implicit structures made explicit what's the best way to organize books in a library when can identities of decomposed bodies be known what is very difficult to search and why and what is the future of the realm of search we are pleased and privileged to have three sin talkers with us here today dr keval krishnan he is a forensic anthropologist and is at punjab university in chandigarh professor amba kulkarni she is a computational linguist and is the founder head of the department of sanskrit studies at university of hyderabad and professor steven robertson he is an information scientist and has worked for several years in the academia and the industry he currently lives in london so steven why don't we set the ball rolling with you uh maybe in a general place to try and understand what makes something searchable um does it for something to be searchable does it have to have a structure um and obviously when i say this i mean search in a general sense uh, i know you worked a lot on searching documents and text corpora and so on so why don't we start a little bit generally and we'll make it more granular and different as we go so so most of the searching that i've been concerned with as you say has been documents and texts um although uh, i have been a little bit involved in searching images which is a, a different problem mm-hmm. um but the assumption uh where i come from if you like is the the, the library field um where uh the the documents to be searched are a a collection which someone has has put together right um and uh searching would always in that case involve making some kind of index right um and by index you mean a, a tool which which um allows people to to um uh if you like if you like put put queries in the, in the modern sense put queries or in in a traditional library formulate what they wanted to find in terms of the the labels that were available in the library so the the classification scheme or whatever so some kind of a map of attributes that, that, that's right and, so and, and and the and the the general thought is that um a, a person coming with with a query of any kind it it might be for a specific item that they know about already a specific book but the 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 kinds of problems that i've been dealing with all my life have to do with 
the case where it's not the 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 user does not know specifically what they want. Right. Um, the, so the, the query is not a query to which the answer is a book. That's so right. The, 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 the query is a query to which the answer is possibly lies in a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we don't know which book. Um, and so, does 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 this indexing kind of presuppose a unique answer, or no, or absolutely. one needs to be directional? Uh, ab- absolutely not. And furthermore, um, we 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 work on the basis that um, the 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 arbiter in the end of whether this search is good is is the user. So the, the so, searcher himself, or uh, the searcher himself or herself. So so that um, if if the system whatever the system is, a people or a card catalog or, or, a, or a, an online terminal, um, if, that can, if the system can su- suggest some things that the user might look at, then the user will look at some of them and may or may not find what they want in them. But Stephen, by and large, if you turn up at a library and let's mm. just stay in the more physical world for yes. a bit before we come to um, the more recent world, you... What what kind of a question do you turn up with? Do you turn up with a question which would remotely resemble a query, which, which well, is it, a little abstract? It, it, it could do. I mean, for example, um, I'm traveling in India now, in sure. Mumbai in particular. I might be, I might want to find out something about the history of Mumbai. Um, and probably, uh, I will probably do that by finding travel books about Mumbai and finding the history section, they probably say something about the history there. Although somebody with coming to the question history of Mumbai in a different direction uh, might look in, in the history section, which is probably very a long way from the travel section, actually. Right. Um, so so th- those are sort of, if you like, um, or, or the, the, the information need underlying that might, might be similar. Um, I mean, most most libraries and most bookshops work on the basis that uh, a book sits only in one place in that classification scheme. So in order to find it through the classification scheme, you have to make the right choice. So um, if a book if a book technically belonged in the travel section, the history section, yeah. and the cooking section, and yes. the chemistry section, yes. then there wouldn't be four books. There would the, be the, one book with, you know, in, 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 with the index leading to... That position, right? So, so in 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 most libraries, most traditional libraries and most bookshops, that is the case. It would sit in one place. Um, I mean, uh, mo- it, generally speaking, there would be tools that might allow you to find it, uh, even though it's not in the place you first think of. Um, so, and and in 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 the modern world, we expect to be able to search in different ways and find the same thing. So in a way, uh, in a way, this index that you refer yes. to could could have a physical manifestation. It, it, it could. could be like a lot of catalogs and cards, it, right? And technically, there the book could physically sit in four places. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and the, the the characteristic of search as it's been developed in the, over my research lifetime um, is that you could you can not only approach it four different ways, but you can approach it in combinations of ways. Right. So, I, so I could actually ask the question, history of Mumbai, and whether the book is in the history section or in the, um, in the, in the uh, travel section, um, 
it it might be found either way. But I'm I'm not just looking at all the books in the travel section or all the books in the history section. I'm 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 using the the combination of the of intersection, idea, the intersection to 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 uh, re- reduce the number of things that I might have to look at. So up until twenty or thirty years ago, before the yeah. web took off in some yeah. way. Um, were the classification schemes more or less standardized like were were the libraries across the world kind of organizing books and you know because this was yes. after at least a few centuries of uh, um, you know trial and error and yes. progression and thinking yes. about this from a library science perspective so was there one way of organizing books uh, no there were several but it, broadly speaking um libraries like big big national libraries like the Library of Congress in the States or the, or the um, British, British Library, um, British Museum Library or the British, the British Library um, or public libraries, which are sort of open to the public and cover almost any subject um, or educational libraries in educational institutions. Sure. They, they, they all, um, each one of those would have its own its own classification scheme. There were several standard one classification schemes. So if I, if I were a if I were an avid heavy user of uh, the Library of Congress, I could yeah. turn up in London and use the British you, Library with with with, well, with it, relative it, ease. It, it, so so the, the the Library of Congress actually had its own scheme. <laughs> right. Um, so but but you could go to different academic libraries and find the same scheme in use. So the same code on the shelves would represent the same subject. Right. Um, but on the other hand, um, smaller specialist libraries, um, like in technical industries, the pharmaceutical ind- industry, for example, or the chemical industry, um, uh, uh, any company any, uh, in, in one of those domains would have its own specialist library. And that might involve much more um, uh, fluid uh, methods um, so uh, would it be a different, and we know we'll go, it, we'll go to some of the others, but w- yeah. would it be a very different kind of classification? It, 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 it would be. It could be. So, so um, when when I when I started uh, working in this field in the in the uh, end of the nineteen sixties, there were, there were several um, libraries that I I um, was aware of, which which had uh, specialist schemes, each one designed for that particular library. And possibly allowing this um, intersection, this of of of, of search concepts. Um, so there were several methods to to do that. Before we had computers, there were, there were other methods to do that. Interesting. Um, to allow intersection of concepts, and that was a, quite a well developed idea by the time I came into the field. Um, Good. All- so, Amba, what is this to you? Because you know, one is to look for you know an idea, a thought, a concept, or a book in a library. It's it's kind of a little bit something altogether to look for the same in a corpora, right? So, looking for text. So, what is what is search for you? And if we ask that question in a more language specific context, does does is it language dependent? Is it grammar dependent? And is again in a way the same question, right? Does it presuppose a structure? Right. Good. So um, I know I've uh, thrown a few questions at you, but yeah. We'll so go. Stephen has uh, uh, started with the historical uh, way of uh, searching, and now with the help of computers, the field, uh, the scenario is totally different. 
but i would like to bring in the sanskrit component to it sure uh, so uh, if we look at the uh, sanskrit studies the way sanskrit is taught traditionally uh, a student when goes to a gurukula he is first taught the uh, he is first asked to recite uh, and memorize amarkosha amarkosha is a uh, is a kind of dictionary it's it's a kosha so we may tend to call it a dictionary but it's not just a dictionary it is a kind of thesaurus right. where the words are uh, arranged uh, relationally under, relationally they have certain classification scheme though the classification scheme may not be apparent uh, but once you start looking at the words we see that the words consecutive words are related right for example uh, there is a section so they're not synonyms which is why they're not it's not a dictionary they, they are they are synonyms and in addition there are certain other relations as well right so for example uh, there is uh, there there is a list of uh, synonymous words for vishnu mm-hmm. and later on uh, the words related to kinship the words which are uh, related to vishnu by kinship relation are mentioned below it there will be certain words which vishnu possesses su- such as uh, vishnu chakra vishnu gada vishnu shankha and other things and there will be certain terms associated with vishnu such as garuda so we see that it creates a kind of picture of vishnu in the mind of a student but that structure is relayed uh, or at least those that that map or graph huh. of attributes if one can call it that maybe you'll know better words is relayed implicitly it or yes. does it does it would it follow the same structure in the same typography across all words in no, in no, amarkosha no in, in fact uh, see different students may ha- may get Different, different pictures in their mind. Different pictures, different impressions. Depending on the question they arrive at from and Ra- so on. Right, right. Mm. Uh, so, whole Amarkosha is organized in such a way with several themes related to, say, kingdom. Then, how many types of kings, uh, kings, monarchy, military. All these will be there in one section and all the words related to these themes are But at one way, point. But in a way, an Amarkosha is different because it's meant to be a tool. It's meant to be a tool to understand Sanskrit text, right? But a, a typical, I don't know, free-flowing Sanskrit text itself, does is, does it have a certain kind of structure? With, right, yes. So you, you know what I mean, because Amarkosha is a reference. Yeah, fine. Uh, so Amarkosha, the example which I gave is... of amarkosha which is uh, uh, words organized in a specific way but even the granthas mm-hmm. various uh, texts are organized uh, very structurally for example uh, there is a mahabhashya by patanjali on panini's ashtadhyayi panini's ashtadhyayi is the grammar for sanskrit mm-hmm. and uh, it is in the form of sutras com- uh, which are very concise in nature something like mathematical formulae right and on that in order to understand that there is a commentary given by patanjali right now this commentary is very well structured so he starts with uh, those sutras where there is any uh, 
uh, where he feels that a commentary is necessary and for each sutra he explains the necessity of each and every word in that sutra arguing against and for for the words so potentially you could one could be reading the ashtadhyayi which is the paninian huh. grammar huh. and use two reference documents patanjali's book and and the amarakosha for huh. for understanding the meaning of words and relational so potentially you could be reading that one text with these two texts as companion texts or at least uh, well, tools to well amar kosha actually is not needed to understand panini's ashtadhyayi mm-hmm. that is a different uh, thing which is needed to understand uh, say uh, the novels or the sure. uh, uh, say for example kalidasa's literature i want to understand there i may need to look at amar kosha so now the granth or the text itself huh. does it have a certain structure which is what you're saying it does yes yes so uh, for example patanjali's mahabhashya itself has a very well structure uh, very uh, and when you say structure what does that mean because you know well, all by, texts look structured what do you mean when you say it's structured well uh, the structure actually is um, defined in uh, in sanskrit literature with the help of coherence relations so uh, when you go from one paragraph to another paragraph there should be some coherence mm-hmm. and these coherence relations again are discussed uh, at in depth uh, by the grammarians or logicians in india and they have come up with several so there's there's, there's a causal or a logical link yes. between one and the other yeah so uh, maybe somebody asks a question naturally the next paragraph should answer it right so we expect it and this this is what i mean so by could either have a question answer question answer kind of rhythm and, or yeah. it could have a question answer refutation kind of rhythm yeah, and so we, on no question answer and maybe uh, when there is a question the uh, the other person may ask another of, question to right, it right or there may be a justification there may be some examples incidentally you may recall something and you may narrate something related to that in order to explain it to right. the student so these these are various relations when i say the uh, the text and, is structured and but this is within the same text within the same text uh, but even uh, various texts they can again be related to each other so they talk about the sangati uh, at various levels sangati they talk about uh, the uh, topic level sangati the topic level coherence or it can be so this is between texts uh, yeah Uh, and 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 steven as far as you concerned if if one were looking at books in a library there is no obvious implicit or explicit link between them right except that they may share these labels or whatever but there is there's nothing remotely so, resembling coherence um i mean there is I mean, good, they belong to the same category which is why their classification yes, yes. schemes after all but but but, but there, there there may be many kinds of relations um, which may be um understood or not Uh, I mean, the, the most obvious kind of relation between um, documents in a scientific context or in a, uh, an academic context um, is often citation. Citation is a very strong linking mechanism between. Um, But I think the thing papers. that Amba is referring to is, in a way, the similarity in the way things are argued, or the or the so those those links are obviously not made. I would imagine. The, um, It's it's an interesting question. They, they they may easily be made by the authors. Um, they, right. They, uh, whether they're 
whether they're uh, explicit in the in the in the library structure is an, is, is another kind of thing. Could, could I just pick up one point? Um, I, I was interested that you used Amber the the word thesaurus. Um, mm. That was uh, that was a, a kind of tool for re- information retrieval used in in very commonly at the time I started in the in the field. So that was one one of the tools that provided the kind of flexibility um in in the specialist But nobody libraries. uses thesaurus anymore i'm by and large um there, there's nothing thesaurus. quite like um a, a, one of those there was a lot of argument at the time about what a thesaurus should be and what kind of relationships it should have in it um and what it should try to standardize um uh, nowadays uh you don't see that argument very much there, there are people still working in that but but uh, but this is uh, yeah. amber just to be clear this is different from a genre this is not like saying that these two books have the uh, are from the same genre i mean we, we don't mean crime fiction or romantic novels or anything mm-hmm. like that but even the style of yeah. of of argumentation and things like that right right, right. it's not genre it's something no, else no it's not genre no so uh, i would like to pick up from uh, where uh, stefan left he was talking about the history of india he mm. he wants to look sure. at mm. some book on history of india i would uh, uh, history of mumbai mm. uh, i would uh, change mumbai to ujjain because ujjain is something which i like it's the city very much <laughs> i like the Good city idea. very much uh, maybe because of kalidas or maybe because of the vikramaditya his, historical importance and all that so i was just wondering if i want i i like to travel very much so if i want to visit ujjain then i would like to know before visiting ujjain the history of ujjain and all the uh, people who are associated with ujjain so basically i would like to search all relevant information related to so ujjain so what makes ujjain searchable well so uh, of course the now the fact that all these historical texts exist huh, there's commentary so the, on it so these historical texts now when the texts are structured we can use the information of the structure to search the information so uh, it's not that we are just searching the text in uh, those uh, e texts the uh, searching the keywords in the e texts but we are searching through the Uh, structured text and that structured text then can lead me to more structured uh, information so um, uh, so this will again be useful for uh, the tourism department uh, not only for india but for all important historical important places in the world so we we should aim for the computer scientists should aim for some such Uh, uh search techniques which use the structure within a text and when i say sanskrit texts are structured i don't mean to say that these uh, other texts are not structured they they even uh, take take any piece uh, which is uh, well written that has inbuilt structure in it sure and how to extract that structure what kind of uh, parameters are there those things are discussed in sanskrit texts and and, so, and 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 again we the structure or the coherence relations is different right. from grammar yeah because obviously there's underlying grammar to right, the way right. languages yes. used and, and all these things the, this information wealth of information is available in the sanskrit literature 
so the the sanskrit shastras can give you uh, uh, inputs or some pointers to develop such search engines yeah, which are which are more which look at the structure of the text and give the information mm-hmm. in a structured manner we have used the word structure krishan very very many times what what is that for you because obviously your context is different uh, you know you may you may have to investigate a crime scene or 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 the scene of a mass disaster or something like that but uh for you to search for a clue or for you to look for an answer and again we're using the search in a very very different context presumably you also presuppose a structure so what are the structures that you or your discipline presupposes what do you need to be able to search for something yeah actually the search in forensic anthropological terms is investigate is to hmm. investigate and is to identify is to recognize uh, something related with the human body right Uh, whenever we uh, come across so I'll, so one 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 simple query could be who is this whose body is yes. this right yes so who is the person who the, is the person so that yes, that's the, the question is, to search, which you look for an answer so that's the investigation yes that's the investigation and search here is about the person so we uh, will be talking about that person that who is that person how can we find out so unlike, what are the unlike, various methods uh, sorry so unlike steven's question or even amba has brought in ujain now there are many ways of understanding history of mumbai or history of ujain or travel or whatever there's a way of forming a map of mumbai or ujain uh, which is to say that there could be different answers or different ways of coming to a map in your case the answer is one there's a unique answer yes there is search search about the human beings search about the 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 That person. specific individual yes specific individual we are talking about hmm. so whenever we have uh, these kind of questions from the uh, from the investigating agency or from the police whenever we have the skeleton with us whenever the dead body is totally unrecognizable and we use different techniques for search here search means to investigate here search means to uh, what are the ways to find out the actual uh, uh, identification of the dead body uh, suppose we have the skeleton with us we use big forces of anthropology mm-hmm. to forensic anthropology basically to find out the age of the person height of the person race of the person and sex of the person then if the then there might be a trauma associated with the dead body or with the skeleton we can find out that also and we can help the police regarding that we can give those kind of clues to the police then police start investigating the uh person actually and uh, we then can reach up to some kind of conclusion that the person is such and such uh, missing from there and we can uh, then the police can again asks us uh, what kind of person what is the body build of the person and uh, is there any other clues other than the age sex race and height of the person suppose the so uh, when you when you say when you use these big fours christian clearly the fact that the big fours mean that they are robust so they don't i mean of course age changes every day but it looks like it's reasonably determinate if if you get a we can not estimate so decomposed it. body actually we cannot determine we can estimate them mm-hmm. actually uh, determination how, is how robust is that estimation yes uh, the determination is uh, different from estimation and we can say we can not reach up to 100% of the conclusion mm-hmm. uh, 100% is not true in biology actually Mm-hmm. but we can reach up to some kind of accuracy maybe in some cases the 
सेवेंटी एट्टी परसेंट एक्यूरेसी में भी देयर नाइन्टी परसेंट एक्यूरेसी में भी देयर और द रिजल्ट अवर रिजल्ट में भी एक्यूरेट अप टू नाइन्टी फाइव परसेंट दैट थिंग बट हेयर द द मेन पर्पज लाइज विद द पुलिस and you know are all human beings unique like from from your perspective yes. from the standpoint forensic of... anthropological perspective from anthropological perspective every human being is a unique right from head to the foot so when we are talking about the head hair the face the nose the eyes the ears the lips lip prints are also helping the palate prints are also helping actually uh, fingerprints are well known and the footprints and every bone is actually unique to a human body so it means so it's not every, just the fingerprints which are unique. not just the fingerprints we are talking about but every part of the body is unique even uh, i can give example of the ear prints you might have not heard about the ear prints suppose uh, whenever a burglar is there when he listens to the the doors outside when suppose is the, somebody is uh, inside or not the ear may leave some kind of prints over there <laughs> yeah and you can find the structures on the ears sometimes these structures are totally unique to a person and of course unique to a person and if you can see the the, uh, the hair lobes hair on the hair on the uh, small small hair are there on the external pinna of the ear these are also helping because this is this feature is actually called hypertrichosis how do these things go together because you you've obviously been careful enough to say that this is not determination it's estimation it is estimation yes at the same time you're saying that all human beings are unique uh, so it looks like we carry out some kind of an estimate uh, or an approximate exercise but eventually you say something with a reasonably high degree of confidence that this person must be so and so do are these things yes. do these two things compatible not, you know where i'm coming yes, from yes 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 not only from the one perspective but when we see other perspective also everything is in correlation can be unique so you use a combination of factors yes obviously. we use the combination of all the facts it's some kind of a it's somewhat analogous to the method that steven was talking about where you use a combination of search terms, yes no the same right, so. same kind of combination so is also so the intersection of uh, age sex ear lobes whatever yes. i mean yes hmm. suppose there is a uh, at the scene of mass disaster whether it is a uh, terrorist attack whether it is a uh, natural mass disaster we sometimes find the teeth only right so from the teeth how can we reach up to that person because teeth are placed uniquely in the human body uniquely in every individual the placement of the teeth the uh, individualization on a single tooth they can also help and we can uh, have the records from the den- dentist and then compare and no, those but, kind of things they are helping actually but again this presupposes records no this presupposes that there are records or um, relatives or something like that but what if you find a stray sample yes, a stray there are some characteristics there are some characteristics which are unique to a person which can tell us about the community to which he belongs to suppose a cobbler a cobbler uh, is being uh, is uh, when whenever you see the cobbler you can see that he is putting something in his mouth and and uh, the thread in his mouth and he is using the thing over there and as a result the uh, cobbler develops some kind of callosity over here in the front teeth in the incisors so that becomes an identity occupational hazard actually right uh, whenever we find a dead body uh, having something in the lungs 
suppose the lungs are congested with some kind of dust right we can say that the person might be suffering from some kind of disease or that may be the occupational hazard occupational hazard means if the person is working in some stone industry right stone crusher then he might have developed uh, that kind of thing in the lungs throughout the years so again ke krishan to generalize this a little bit in all of these cases whether you know somebody is working at a stone crusher or a cobbler or whoever in all these situations you are identifiable because you eventually belong to a category yes right because and and what about what about very unique things uh, amba are there are there, are there texts which i know you mentioned that there is there's some kind of a coherence or similarity between yeah. texts as well and they may share the same style but if or or in or in your case even what if a book was very unique you know it kind of doesn't sit anywhere so does it is it an oddball it has a different place yeah. on this index or classification so, scheme where does it go how does one do it uh, i would like to uh, continue with what kevel was saying uh, essentially he is using the inference he has some clues in front of him and he is using the inference this reminds me of one inference in sanskrit texts mm-hmm. uh, there is a, a sentence is pino devadattaha divana bhungte meaning of this is devadatta is fat and he does not eat in the uh, during day time right so we conclude that he must be eating in the evenings or during night time right this is one type of conclusion same thing when i spoke with a uh, uh, ayurveda doctor he said we will not conclude this way we will assume that he is not uh, he is also not eating in the evening and he must be having some disease because of which he is getting fat so same sentence but depending on the inferor the the, the interpreter the inferor yeah. and the situation the this devadatta must have gone to the doctor and the doctor is now concluding in the other way and when devadatta is getting fat and mother is complaining maybe he must be eating in the night so it depends on who is looking at him and who is doing the inference now in this case when uh, dr krishnan is doing the inference he is looking at the dead body and he wants to know now who this person is how so, how, how much of this is judgment driven uh, krishan yes this depends upon the experience so is it likely that you get to a crime scene there are 100 dead bodies badly decomposed and yeah. depending on who looks at what you arrive at different conclusions it shouldn't be that because it's it, that's rather we handle unknowing of that yes, case yes we handle each and every case uniquely actually uh, all the cases cannot be handled together because this depends on the the condition of the case condition of the dead body and uh, uh, the facial features are already swollen or the already no, there, unclear there must be there should be something in the methodology which yes. which which minimizes the error to 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 the least possible no yes yes suppose there is a skeleton coming out of the dead body then we can uh, reach up to the concrete conclusion up to the concrete conclusion up to some kind of accuracy with the facial reconstruction technique suppose we have the uh, skull with us and we want to reconstruct the face of the person from the uh, from that skull 
तो वी विल बी विल बी दे इट डिपेंड्स ऑन सर्टेन प्रिंसिपल्स एंड यू नो योर आंसर दैट यू कैन नेवर बी श्योर आई मीन वन हैज टू से दैट इन अ लीगल कॉन्टेक्स्ट बिकॉज़ यू डोंट वांट टू बी सूड व्हिच इज फाइन यस बट कैन कैन यू एज अ फोरेंसिक एंथ्रोपोलॉजिस्ट बी रीजनेबली श्योर क्लोज टू 100% श्योर दैट this person is so and so and this person does belong to this i mean yes there are techniques there is a dna fingerprinting technique where we can be up to 99% sure and again not 100% and there are techniques like facial reconstruction or something like that where can we reach up to 94% conclusion or up to 95% conclusion that the person may belong to uh, because we are tracing the we are making the face of the person but what and what, we are not what if what gods. if you get what if you get an archaeological remain right which which is totally unique because it's one thing to get an accident site if a plane crashes obviously you know who were on the plane so then it's a question of match the following yes yes we um, can match them but in case of archaeology uh, the, again the skeleton will be there and we have to uh, start the investigation right from the scratch actually to which area to which age to which sex to which what is the uh, height of those persons so are these and robust to, can you know these after yeah, many yeah, many thousands can, of years yes we can know all these things uh, suppose there is a uh, suppose there are different races you know about the negroids the caucasoids the mongolites so these uh, races are uh, due to certain uh, uh, characteristics Gen- those are called genetic characteristics as well as environmental characteristics so they have developed over years certain physical characteristics their physical characteristics are totally different from the uh, other race and consequently they have certain characteristics on the skeletons also um i just wanted to observe that in in the case of 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 uh, historical uh, archaeological remains um you 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 probably never get to the point of identifying the individual in any in any social sense that is by name or by um you, you may be able to tell a lot about that individual so in fact the the purpose there is more like um getting to the type I, I, getting I, to the type I, yeah a group uh, identifying a group to which that person belongs yes yeah, yes um and but that must um in, in some cases that must sort of merge smoothly into um identifying individuals uh, i mean for example if we were if to if you had records if, if you had records exactly and if you had dental records or something like where that you, where you have records yes absolutely so right are, are all search problems essentially matching problems um uh, in in a way yes but 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 um i was i was just thinking of a, of a very simple example of a search problem which has been uh, known about for years which is identifying uh, species of uh animal or bird or plant or something so um in in the at the very beginning of the 20th century someone devised a method um for identifying a th- species i think of birds if i remember correctly um so so you're in the field i'm in the field and i see a bird um and i can see that it's got a crest right. and i can see uh its wingspan more or less or i can estimate its wingspan i can see maybe what color it's it has on the breast but i can't see its back so there's a set of characteristics that i can that, ide- that, 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 that i can identify so then the question is i need a tool which says of all the species of birds which fit this right uh, and and if i can get, if i can get it down to one species that's good 
um, I've, I've probably identified the species. If I, uh, I might get it down to a, a slightly larger group um, uh, and, and not be able to identify it. And, and um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite, I, I quite enjoy looking at birds. I'm not a specialist at all, and I try and identify them, and some of them I can, and some so of them I can't. So you narrow them down to candidate uh, species, uh, but you can never really yeah, pinpoint the species. Sometimes you can pinpoint, and sometimes you can't. So you referred to image search right in yeah. the beginning and said yeah. that it's very difficult. Is that similar in any way as a problem? Um, well, it, it, it can be. Um, and so, I know image search is not done visually. That's just us. But, well, well, uh, so, from, some, a, from a computational standpoint. Uh, um, some image search is done by... Um, analyzing the, the, some kind of characteristics of the image. And there are many different candidate characteristics which you might, which you might use. Um, it's, 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 I, I would say that it's not a very well understood field at the moment because um, we, we, we need to uh, think of, of any, any set of characteristics which might be computationally uh, extractable from the image. Um, and and there are there are many candidates, and then say. And when um, you say candidates, you mean things like shape and. Uh, uh, yes, shape and and texture, but there are different ways of analysing shape, and both of those shape and texture are very, um, uh, are, are subject of a lot of research, um, as to, as to how you can extract them, extract descriptions of them computationally, labels for them computationally. Um, there, there's. A, one rather specific image search problem, which is actually has very specific characteristics, which is identifying people. Mm -hmm. So, so um, uh, that's like face recognition to, in a way. Exactly, but so 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 um, if if you want to, if you're running a security system and you want to be able to identify someone from a photograph. Um, that's qu that's quite a challenge. But is that is that again some kind of an approximation exercise? I mean, you have it, it, several it, samples, and you kind of match. It may it. well be. It may well be an approximation exercise. Um, it may well be. That, it may be that you can. Uh, you, it's possible to to have some confidence that you've uh, you've done the right identification, or it may be very hard. Um, I mean, an interesting case was the the people implicated in the. Poisoning in 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 Britain um, in in um, in Salisbury was it I've gone um, uh, a year a year or so ago um, uh, poisoned by apparently um, some some Russian agents um, the the identification of the Russian agents from CCTV cameras um, was a sort of that was a sort of um, uh, a sort of collaborative exercise. It involved a lot of people doing a lot of. Uh, so again, that's some kind uh, of a search comparison. exercise because you know the search term or you know the search image, and then you go back and look into a very vast corpora and try to match it and try to match and it and say that you know this could be exactly this agent exactly, or that. and it's and it's and, and it's that could certainly not have been done entirely by machine. Certainly not. I I, I find this a little odd that somebody like uh, like Christian is able to with reasonable accuracy, reconstruct the face from skeleton from centuries ago and say that this is what the face could have been like. So this is how tissues must hang together. This is the muscle thickness and this and that. Again, you'll know these things better. But we struggle with it at, mm. at, at, at the computation level. So look, are the challenges more computational, algorithmic? Um, well, no, if, you think of, if you think of CCTV footage, um, it, it, that's 
a very inadequate. Um, so the problem uh, lies at the input itself. I, 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 that, that's that's part of the problem. Yes, certainly. So if you had very so, high resolution well, images, you would be better uh, off. And and if you persuaded the people to look straight at the camera, but of course they don't. <laughs> and <laughs> they make persuaded you do that them, at the immigration. And counters. persuaded them not to not to not to shave after they've had a beard. Shave off your beard. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of thing, which which right. which, uh, and I mean even uh, people who do not want to be recognised have right. many ways of disguising themselves, um, which which. Um, might be quite hard to get round. Is there a way of disguising oneself before one dies? And if I don't <laughs> want to be recognized by you, Dr. Krishna? Yes, there are. Oh, because uh, the example it is like there are ways of the example CCTV is fingerprints. Camera. The example is fingerprints. Mm. The persons they can get their fingerprint changed by a surgical means, mm. by plastic surgery, <laughs> and they don't want their their finger, so original like fingerprints. So this is like some kind of skin grafting. Yes, that is called skin grafting, and we know that the person uh, might have done this kind of grafting, but we we can't understand the the fingerprints of that person. Mm. You don't know what the earlier fingerprints were. Is Not at no, all. There's no way of recovering. Not at that. all. In mm. some diseases also. The mm. fingerprints are vanished. Mm -hmm. Some cancer diseases and some other diseases are there where the fingerprints are vanished. In those cases also, and there is a difficulty in immigration cases also when they suffer from these kind of diseases. Yeah. So that kind of actually that is not the uh, they uh, that is not deliberately done. But that that may be due to the disease. Mm. But the deliberation uh, is there in that kind of disease that kind of thing when the uh, when person deliberately changes the fingerprints. Mm. So, so again, going back to your context and contexts of text, um, what what is difficult to search? Is there a way of searching for for concepts and ideas? One is to look for words, and that's that's a very specific kind of problem. Is is there a way of looking for concepts? Is there a way of looking for motifs more generally? What kind of abstract entities can be searched? Is there a way of coming 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 to that? Like in a way, the other the other way to put this uh, in your context would be that when you say structure, hmm. what what is structured, right? What does structure structure? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, uh, structure. I will put it in linguistic terms. See, uh, every word has a structure. Every sentence has a structure. For example, a word consists of uh, a stem and a suffix. Sure. Say for example, boys, boy and s. These are the two parts of it. When it comes to a sentence, the sentence may have uh, subject verb, subject object, verb, object, so that kind of structure. Or uh, if we go little deeper, then we may have a structure such as uh, in this sentence, this is the agent, this is the theme, this is the goal, this is the instrument of the verb. So this is a kind of dependency structure. Which is coming in, uh, or the uh, the semantic structure. Let me put it this way: you have the semantic content of it. Now, uh, when you go to the paragraph level, then the sentences are related to each other. They have the coherence, cohesive pattern is there, and that pattern again, the sentences normally will be related. Uh, they they will be uh, related with other sentences by. Uh, certain uh, conjunctions like but these and, are, these, or, but, etc. These, et are, these, these are syntactical these are, units right, for... These are at word level. Yeah. Then you can go... But what about something more abstract and slightly more global, right? If if you had to look for 
notions of tragedy or if you had to look for yes. notions of beauty so, across across why right, right so these are the uh, no, nowadays there is a term called sentiment analysis of texts mm-hmm. so where people look for certain adjectives and those ad- adjectives the the more number of adjectives which are positive they will um, denote certain kind of sentiment uh so uh, and this sentiment analysis is uh, very much being used uh, by the advertisers suppose i want to advertise my product uh, then um, uh, what i would like to see is say for example on facebook i want to advertise my product on facebook regarding a particular product suppose somebody has commented then i would like to see what are the Uh, adjectives that are used there and that can be done merely by text analysis yes just by text analysis so sentiment analysis can be done just by looking at the uh, type of words that are used type of adjectives that are used so in a way so, in a way these kind of texts act like labels yes right Th- that yeah. that's what is happening in a way right and then they also will tell you uh, more about the emotions that are involved suppose there is uh, some uh, the review of a movie then uh, again that review you can uh, you can qualitatively analyze how can you look at a text and say oh, a priori whether it is well structured is there a way of saying that because you know you you seem to have some knowledge that sanskrit has has a certain kind of structure so that is that's how mm-hmm. sanskrit is and if one looks at a at least a classical text you can be reasonably sure that it would have a certain kind of structure so right. then the kind of engines you develop on top yeah. of that would presuppose a structure yeah. um is there a way of saying a priori that this text of the corpora does have a structure sure we Or can one- we, we can develop engines which will look into the uh, the uh, paragraphs the relations and the then structure. tell tell you with how much structured it is hmm. because uh, the these uh this concept of coherence is being used by uh, people to analyze the blogs also right so uh, uh, every text will have a structure it may be uh, implicit it may be explicit if it is implicit we need to infer using some inference engine and it may not be 100% structured for example blogs they may not be 100% structured but there will be certain way to extract the information and that that depends on and that implicit is made explicit by labeling is labeling essential is it necessary for us for for the search method to be deployed uh, i was going to um i think these are very good points i was going to suggest um a kind of search which happens now on the on the web in the web search engines where where the web search engines make use of a structure provided by somebody else mm-hmm. um so uh, if i were to type into the web search engine a passage to india mm-hmm. i probably mean the novel by ian forster or the the merchant ivory film or whatever right. um the, the the web search engine does not know that there is a novel of this name or a film of this name however it has access to other databases that have been rather carefully structured which right. do know that in in some sense no in quotation marks so um imdb the da- movie database or, or or rotten tomatoes will certainly have an entry for 
the film A Passage to India. And the, the search engine, seeing that result come out quite high in the ranking, now recognizes it uh, as as the name of something, so as, it, as opposed to me want, wanting to uh, to go to India. <laughs> so, so obviously, without knowing whether it's a movie or yes. or, or a book, well, well, it recognizes that this is not a phrase; it's an object. In that, some that, that's right. Um, but actually, um, the, the the web search engines are programmed to treat certain uh, sources spe- in a special way. So it knows that Wikipedia. Is a is a very good authoritative source. It knows that IMDb is a very good authoritative source. So what it might easily do is um, uh, not even not even send you to Wikipedia or to IMDb, but extract some information from uh, there. from there and, 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 put, and put it up at the top um, as a, a sort of summary of what might be meant by a passage to India. And those are they they don't always work, but they're often quite good. Um, and as I say, they're, they're dependent on the fact that IMDb or Wikipedia has been built up by a lot of people working together in a systematic way according to a well, uh, a well pre-structured uh, framework um, to, to put many different kinds of things into this same structure. And the, and the web search engines just piggyback on that. They, they make use of, that, of, some, of somebody else's work in that way. And, and what's interesting, Stephen, is that the somebody else is literally human beings. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So it, it, yes. it's <laughs> now, whether it's the case of Krishan, where the interpreter is doing what uh, he or she is doing, whether it's the case of Amba, mm. there is... And in this case, the search engine kind of presupposes and knows that this corpora, whether it's Wikipedia mm. or Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, mm. has a certain kind of structure and it's been scrubbed by human beings exactly. and things have been voted up and down and exactly. so on. And that that realization exactly. is Exactly. But, the, I mean, I, think, I believe the same applies... To your the, the the documents that you said provided you with some structure for Sanskrit, um, some of them are designed that way, um, and 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 you can you can use them in that way, knowing that that work has been done by some, somebody else. Yeah. I think the question number is whether these coherence relations that you refer to are they cognitive entities or they are in the in the text, right? Because um, you, you know what I mean. I mean, so if if. Is there a way of coming up with a computational kind of discourse analysis engine or whatever you call it, which do you need human beings always do a reasonably yeah. heavy part of the yeah. lifting to, to, to be able to say that with any degree of accuracy? Yeah, uh, there, there is a lot of research going on in the area of discourse analysis. Mm. Um, in the uh, West, for example, uh, there is a rhetorical structure theory mm-hmm. which discusses various um, coherence relations uh, and of course in India I said uh, I told you that there are various uh, coherence relations that have been mentioned so there are people who are working on uh, identifying the discourse relations automatically mm-hmm. and that will then help uh, the, of course if the uh, these uh, discourse engines are uh, produce better results then those we can plug into the search engines and search engines can become better. Now, and do these things go together? Text, image, sound, I mean, do they all go together? Because the, what is interesting about Sanskrit at least is that somehow they're memorizable. You know? they, they, they come yes. in, they, they, the sutras, yeah. they, they have a formula kind of character, yeah. they have a certain phonetic mm-hmm. nature and so on. Mm-hmm. 
if one had never read the text and had only heard a lot of this and obviously there's an oral tradition around sanskrit is the fact that it's memorizable a sure shot indicator that it has a certain kind of underlying structure not necessarily mm-hmm. not necessarily you can just memorize random things if you go on memorizing it but, but surely there are some things which are more easy to memorize and some things which are less easy to yes, memorize yes if Isn't if there, there is a rhythm it is more easy to memorize mm. no no rhythm itself is a certain kind of structure right yes. so that structure is uh, for no, uh, the sound structure sound mm. structure is there mm. but there may not be any uh, semantic semantic stru- value to it hmm. it may be just sound structure is that the case uh, in in, in the in case sanskrit? of sanskrit of course both rhythm is uh, rhythm as well as the semantics both the things are there especially uh, subhashitas when students recite or shlokas or stro- the uh, sutras all these are uh the knowledge in a compact way structured way and also rhythmic all the things are there interesting that's very interesting i think and are there there is nothing similar for images is sound searchable is sound searchable with as, um, as the with sound, the ease with which uh, text is now searchable not with, with all the not the ease um the, the most of the work on sound searching no there's there's maybe two kinds one is um where it's speech so so you try to convert the sound into words and then and then search the words and that that's a so you actually search you, you, the words you, you actually search the words and that's a it's, it's that's reduced a, to a text search problem it's re, it's reduced to a text search problem obviously the um detection of the the transcription of speech into words is 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 not a, an easy task and it often makes mistakes um so you have to you have to cope with that kind of um uh, if you like random noise but again uh, there a little bit like what krishan was talking about a little while ago maybe different communities small groups we kind of yes, pronounce things in similar ways and or so maybe, on maybe so maybe or maybe differently yes there's that's a way right. in which you could say that but, you know but yeah, that so so th- that's there's been quite a lot of work on that and it's 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 it, it works to some extent i mean um you can you can have uh radio news bulletins radio or television news bulletins which are which are automatically transcribed with some errors um and then search searchable um but uh, another kind of sound search might be um well the you might for example in in my bird identification thing you might hear the bird right uh, and then can you automatically so the bird um, song itself may the bird, be a signature the, the bird song itself may be a signature and 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 that the, there are people doing that kind of work with some success um so you can there's actually there is actually an app i don't know how it, well it works but there is an app so you can hold it up and listen to the bird song and then it will try to identify the bird for you right um so that's another uh, another one actually is no no again at 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 a slightly abstract level mm. steven is that the same as identifying plucking an object and going back and looking into a vast corpus and matching it again the question is it, it, is it a matching problem yes it's definitely a matching problem so so uh, i mean when when i say the app might recognize a bird song it 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 has a database of bird songs um and some notion of what exactly in the sound should match and what's uh, a random noise um so that 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 is exactly a matching problem um 
another kind of sound search situation is where um, I, I'm I'm a filmmaker and I want some um, music to go with my film, uh, and I have some some idea about what the characteristics of this music should be, which I can maybe describe in words, but maybe I can also give examples of right. other music that, that is like that. Um, that's a little bit like looking for motifs which match it, that mood it, it, or it, it, it sentiment is. analysis. Yes, it is. It's, it's, exactly, exactly, exactly that. So, Sound here means in uh, forensic terms is voice examination, actually. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, whenever we receive threats from the telephone or something like that, so we uh, recognize the sound of the person mm. on the basis of these kind of recognition, mm. as, as Stephen mm. is saying. So the voice examination is there. Is voice so, is is voice unique? Yes, the voice is quite unique to a person. Again, coming to the human body, uh, this uh, we have the instrument, one instrument which converts the voice signals into graphical signals. Of course. Then it it's a physics instrument, uh, voice spectrograph we call it. Sure. And we uh, we can imagine uh, from that voice spectrograph, everybody is unique as far as the voice is concerned. So. Forensically, we can call it a sound search, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are, so, are your investigations a matching problem? Yes, we also match. All these kinds of, not only the one characteristic, but the other characteristics are also matched. It means we are matching something. So, in actually. your context, Christian, what is difficult to search? Yes, sometimes. I mean, irrespective of having records and everything else, what's the nature of technical, conceptual, open problems in your world? Because, yes. Or is it the case, and tell me if there's no problem, that would only be good news, that if you had all the records that you needed, then you would be able to easily match one versus the other. How much of a problem is the fact that bodies decompose or you don't care? If you had the record of an individual, if you captured everything about me today and, you know, my skeleton was found 2,000 years later, oh. would you be able to say it with 100% accuracy that, yeah, this is this? Yes, we can't say with 100% accuracy, but as you... Uh, uh, Again, for all practical purposes, yes, this, yes, is, yes. this is not as deposing you're talking in, about, a, in a court. Yeah, as you can, uh, you're talking about archaeological remains. Uh, in archaeological remains, we only find the skeletonized remains and the stone tools and other things along with. But from the skeletonized remain, we uh, have to start the search from the scratch level, actually. Then we reach up to some kind of a conclusion, maybe that may be the DNA identification of the person from the bones, that may be the facial reconstruction of the uh, of reconstruction of the face from the skull uh, of that person. And uh, that makes us actually difficult. So How in the to... long run, only bones survive, right? Yes, it is. The Everything or... revolves around bone, actually. So in a way, the structure... The skeleton is the structure. Yes. Here, the in forensic anthropological terms, forensic terms, the structure means the skeleton. Skeleton we are talking about. So there must be, there can be some kind of characteristics which are embedded in the skeleton of the person uh, other than the face or maybe in the bones also. Uh, from where we can recognize the person, we can reach up to some kind of conclusion. Actually, every clue is helpful in forensics. So, so every is, search so what, is... Sure. So, but what is difficult? What is very difficult? Even difficult, for the best? Yes, yes. Difficult is, suppose we have something to compare. That is not difficult. We don't have anything to compare actually. Suppose we find a fingerprint at the crime scene. And we don't have any suspect. The police doesn't come with any suspect. Then it will really become difficult. So we have found one technique 
and scientists are still working on that if the fingerprint is found at the crime scene whether that fingerprint belongs to a male or female that may solve at least 50% of the problem <laughs> but but do do fingerprints have gender yes they do <laughs> up to up to 75% accuracy we can reach up to the conclusion if the fingerprint is found at the crime scene that whether that may belong to a female or male hmm. because there in uh, genetically we are speaking uh, in females the ridges are placed at very narrow level and in males the ridges these fingerprint ridges are placed at a very wide level and we can count the ridges in between and we can find out uh, how many ridges are there in one sector of that fingerprint and we can reach up to some kind of knuckle there are studies there so are about 15 studies if you got fingerprints as well as footprints do you know yes. do you know yes. the gender for sure yeah, not not for sure not <laughs> up to 70% or maybe 75% accuracy so it doesn't then we that take much. help from the police and investigating agencies no but again there are no suspects as as, as yeah spoke, then so. if we if we don't have any suspects then the police can search but for the suspects but can it absolve the women or the men right mm-hmm. depending on not not much you know uh, that becomes actually really difficult for us to find out the person who created those uh, fingerprints or footprints so at a slightly uh, philosophical level amba i think mm-hmm. we we have kind of reduced it to saying and i know we are trying to reduce it to a formula and that's never mm-hmm. helpful beyond a point but mm-hmm. in a way the skeleton the mm-hmm. bone skeleton is the structure i mean you can do a crazy lot with it you can almost reconstruct the body the shape the height i mean things like stature or height is reasonably invariant it doesn't change right at least in adult bodies and and is is a lot of this correlational is so yes. you, you you look at the fingerprint and the footprint and say that the height must what do you need to fi- find out the height if you didn't have the bones if it didn't have any physical remains can suppose, you can you suppose we have the prints of the foot of that person if you had the only the fingerprints can you give the height of the person not from the fingerprint actually the fingerprint can you yes give the foot, footprint we can have some kind of idea about the height of the person because the there is a principle that principle of allometry lies actually allometry uh, allometry means so there is ratio and proportion yes in the body, ratio and proportions of the body one part of the body is related to other part of the body with some ratio Uh, and foot is also related with the uh, uh, height of the person with uh, 15% of the uh, length actually so we what can... is the equivalence steven in your world of these really difficult searches right so because one is to i think looking for you know history of mumbai is relatively mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. but they yes. may be you may be looking for a certain book that you read at the age of 17 <laughs> and you recollect very little about it and you just haven't thought of it but something comes flashing back to you Yes. And you need to look for that book on the basis of very little. Um yeah, yes, the, the and the and the clues the clues that you have may be um if you like incidental. Incidental that, uh, or affective uh, uh, or yeah, yeah, so so that so um in those circumstances yes it it, it it's hard and and um and unless unless you have some reason to think that the 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 the, the thing that you're looking for has been has been analyzed in some way um is let's say is in the form of text on the web somewhere or something like that um and that i mean if 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 it is in the form of text on the web then probably the web search engines have picked it up and probably if i if i can remember one or two phrases from it that 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 happened to identify it then then i i might But get there but knowing the at least at least in the case of text search knowing yeah. the text 
even yeah, yeah. even a proper sentence exactly. is as good as knowing the full book because yeah. you can it it, you, it, you, may, it it might be yes 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 absolutely so so i think what um, does one do about the cases where the search string itself is rather ambiguous you, you well in, in a way uh, if you're looking for a, a particular one which you remember in a way it doesn't matter if the search if the search string is ambiguous all you have to do is provide enough clues if if i, I mean, it happens to me sometimes with poetry I, I have a, a, a memory of something that I read a long time ago, and it's and it's inaccurate. Mm. My, my, I, I'm not at all sure about some of the words. Um, uh, I, I can I can put in what I what I think I remember, um, and a search engine uh, there's there's a, there's some chance that a search engine will find it um, if I can remember a little bit more. Which might characterise what I want. Then you keep narrowing the, the, down further. The, the, then I can I can narrow it down. Uh, all I need to do is to narrow it down enough so that what I want is actually in the top ten. Um, that's all. That's because all I then need to do. The final search is eventually done by you. The, the, the final search, exactly. Because and you that, are the uh, arbiter. I'm arbiter. the arbiter, exactly. So, and and in most in most web search situations, that's that's okay. Um, uh, I mean, there, there are many things. There are many. There are many things that are. And uh, are not searchable in that way because they're not there. They're yeah. not. They're not there on the web. Yeah. Um, and and uh, things that are not searchable for other reasons because I all I remember is bits that are not are not uh, are not char- strongly characterizing this item enough. But in a way, that's quite different from searching for information on the web, right. if you like. Um, uh, which is which is another kind of problem because the information may be in multiple documents, but but um, I still I still I still have to compose a, a query which will which is which has a reasonable chance of narrowing down to those documents and not too many not too many others. Yeah, I think there the exclusion itself takes care of a lot of lot yeah, of things. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to say something. So uh, when uh, uh, for search, I will say there are two dimensions one uh, two aspects one who is building the search engine and the other one who is searching yes so the the person who is searching has only uh, limited information he because he does not remember completely he wants to search and sometimes Now, you may have you may have only the queries and not the answers at right, all right right and so. you may not have answers uh, and the person who is building the search engine in terms of a computer uh, say computer search engines i'm talking about there he should know when such and such query comes where should i search what should i search right and whether i whether i will get the information directly or i have to infer it so based on that he will build the search engine right whereas the person who is searching he may not he he will be as you said may have just a query or may have partial information and he is searching now this search engine should uh, should uh, answer all this so should be built in such a way that it can handle all these situations so one is the uh, kind of user interface that is coming in and the other one is the backend engine and what are the techniques that you use for backend engine so that you can push the uh, more likely 
what or, you or, were or, saying. Or if you can give different classes at the same time and let the user pick that this is the direction I want to go in, and then you know you can yeah right build it from right. there. Right. So it all depends on uh, how best the search engine user interface is. Mm. So what's the future? What's the open question? What what would you love to understand? What are Indian grammarians and linguists? Um, well, uh, I would like to uh, look deep into Indian theories uh, regarding uh, the how how they analyze the structures of texts, because that will help me in building uh, better search engines for Sanskrit texts at least, sure. and of course <laughs> such texts. i can then uh, such search engines then i can also extend to other uh, language texts which are similarly structured are search engines language dependent no this shouldn't be no no so what's the future steven where are oh. we, where are we headed um okay uh, with, with so, so search engines um in some sense search engines are not language dependent you can write a search engine without reference to the language um ex I mean, the the kinds of methods that are used at the moment, which involve um, extracting words, um, maybe some morphological analysis, um, both of those tasks are language specific. Um, so, so uh, it happens that we started web search engines in English, and English actually is rather easy in both those respects. Uh, <laughs> separating words is yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, morphological analysis mostly. It's easy. Um, uh, there's a relatively limited number of variants and ways ways that words can vary, and and most languages in the world are more difficult than English. I would say, um, if you go to Chinese, then you don't like Sanskrit. You don't have the word boundaries to start with. Um, although uh, morphology in Chinese is is easy because there isn't any basically. Right. Um, so so. Um, Uh, uh, different languages vary quite a lot in that respect. If you're in Finnish, I think it's a bit like Sanskrit, namely that they they do compounding of words quite a lot, and furthermore, morphological variants of the words within the compounds. Um, so, so that's a, a difficult language um, to But deal is it, with. But is it a different? Uh... It's a different information theory problem. No, no, no it's not. not a different information theory problem, and in that sense, uh, web uh, search engines are not are not language specific. Do you look at Christian's problem and say that they are different information theory problems? Um, I, I, identifying identifying um, the unique answer, the identity of the of the dead body. Right. Uh, I I think the uniqueness of an answer is is an interesting question but it's not it's not fundamental in a way. Um I I I think actually that that the the extent to which you can um uh create databases which help you with the searching that that's that seems to me to be a very because open, here, open yes, question. Yeah, a lot of the case. difficulty seems to be a difficulty because of the data gaps. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 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 Have yes. data so you have to do all yes. kinds of inferences yes. as yes. Yes. we have to have databases various kind of databases. So mm. we'll end with you uh, Krishan where are we headed what what's an open question what would you love to figure out where are we going to be yes, to Yes, I want to later? say one thing that uh, and I need an answer for figuring out a way of uh, me coming up with a camouflage with for <laughs> yes, for I my want skeleton to, i want to say one thing yes. that from the blood spot found at the crime scene we one day we will be able to create the face of the person actually from, from uh, the blood spot yeah from the blood spot Ooh. found at the crime scene <laughs> or from the skeleton 
uh, or from the DNA we have extracted from the skeleton what or about, from any the, tissue. What about the footprint? Yes, yes, from the footprint also. From Foot- the shadow. <laughs> not, not from the yet. not so from if, the footprint and the shadow so if you don't but leave if any we body have the biological remains, if we have the biological remains with us need some actually, biological trace actually footprint is actually not biological uh, when the amino acids and other proteins are not there in the footprints with the help of some sweating <laughs> or something like that so we have reached up to the uh, whether the person uh, from the fingerprint whether the person is addict alcohol addict or not is a uh, chain smoker or not right these kind of things are already there on the in the literature but we want to have some uh, and you must be having many correlation matrix right different things being correlated with different things and so that's 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 a little spooky yes. but that seems to be the direction in which things are going yes yes yeah that that may be the point actually uh, to make it very simple and uh, to make it very simple and to make it a, a very easy process so that is the way only that we can find something from the uh, blood spot or from the dna and we can create the pers- face of the person actually the from the dna or from the face or from the uh, blood spot uh, the scientists have tried to create the eye color and the uh, shape of the nose or something like that but uh, they are still working on uh, there is a uh, group in america they are still working in this uh, part and they i hope so that within 10 years or within next 20 years they will reach up to this kind of uh, answer and the the process will become totally easy for the police for the investigation team and for the uh, uh, the other uh, bad bad yeah. news for murderers and thieves <laughs> yes <laughs> <That's> of course <laughs> thank you this is a good note to end this on and we look forward to having you soon again thank you thank for you. coming thank, thank, you. You. thank you thank you very much thank you